This is Sean Six from the Liquid Conversations, and I am here with the infamous Brian Titchy. How are you doing, sir? All right. How are you? <laughs> Very well. I appreciate you taking the time. You're literally tracking drums right now, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was in the middle of editing a drum track in time. I wasn't looking at the phone, and I was like, oh, you know, uh, it's a good thing my phone was there, because I, <laughs> and, and you gave me a call, because, yeah, I was in, engulfed in that stuff, but uh, it's all good. Well, one of the things that I wanted to start off thanking you for was taking the time so we could talk about this thing called Bash Fest and Santa Ana coming up. But I know you're busy. I wanted to do like a little brief rundown of if people don't know who you are, which I'm sure that they do, but just to kind of remind them and why you're so damn busy while you're doing stuff right now. Is there anybody you have not played for? Oh yeah, there's there's quite a few. I've I've played with a few, but there's there's drummers out there with with uh, bigger, fatter, thicker resumes. Of, you know, <laughs> it's, it's uh, I've just been been lucky and fortunate to be able to have played with some some great bands. Yeah, you've done stuff with Billy Idol, White Snake, The Dead Daisies. Yeah, but but uh, yeah, let's not let's not dig too deep because we're here to talk Bonzo Bash, baby. That's right. So let's kind of roll the clock back a little bit to kind of honor someone that you held as a very strong influence. Uh, you wanting to be involved in music and you wanting to be a drummer, and uh, his last name was Bonham, and he played uh, drums for a band called Led Zeppelin. And you started an event to honor this man, correct? Yeah, you know, not a lot of people have heard of Led Zeppelin or John Bonham. Them and I figured I should bring, you know, give them a little more credit than they get, you know. <laughs> now, man, who, who's, who, who, who doesn't love John Bonham? You know what I mean? Who doesn't right. love Zeppelin? I, I'm sure there's a, a, a few people out there, uh, but uh, you know, they're, they're they're weirdos, according to as far as I can see. You know, yeah, it was it, it's it was really not a uh, it, it wasn't meant to be anything more than a party uh, honoring. John Bonham, and, right. and it was that simple. It was just sitting there listening to Zeppelin, you know, one random day in right. 2010, and, and I was just like, man, what if I called up my drummer friends and said, I'm getting a rehearsal room, and we're going to have other friends on guitar, bass, and vocals, and keyboards, and we're just all going to play Zeppelin, and we'll all jump on a kit, and I'll just put a, get like a, a replica John Bonham kit. It right. just seemed like a fun thing to do on a Saturday night. That's right. it. We'll just call all friends, get a keg of beer, and, you know, and it, but then when I thought about it a little more, I was like, if I did get a bunch of drummers, like 10, 15, 20 drummers to all show up, why wouldn't that be something people might want to see? You know, drummers from notable bands that uh, we all love John Bonham, but we're, and we're all going to get on a kit in honor of him rather than everybody plays their own kit or, or you know, right. a bunch of different kits on stage. Because, you know, some people are like, well, how are you going to do that? How are you going to? How are you going to have everybody play one kit and you know switch all the drums around and make them comfortable? And I'm like, well, you have three drum techs. That's what you do. And <laughs> it just seemed it didn't seem so hard. And I started calling drummers, and everybody said, yeah. And, I, and also, like my partner in the in the show, Joe Sutton, he, we weren't partners. We we weren't. This wasn't a thing we went into business with or anything at all. He right. just happened to be where well, he worked at the Key Club here in uh, West Hollywood, and right. he had another show he was promoting that I was playing drums on, and we were just talking on the phone about it. And and I was like, oh, I should just throw it his way and see what he thinks about it and uh he he actually had the date the 30th anniversary of john Bonham's passing september right. 25th 2010 he had that date on hold at the key club and i'm like wow that's awesome he said let me check with those guys and see if it's cool and he came back and said yeah it's all good let's do it that's that's how it started it was like all right great i don't have to go trying to find a club i don't have to deal with all that and right. and we just kind of did it together and and my little idea made sense put the drums right in the front spotlight on the drummer and no no singers in front of the drummer and none of that right. 
right. stuff. Everybody get get away from the drummer and let's right. let's focus on the drummer. And uh, I put a house band together and and started calling drummers and and that was it. It, it ended up being a really great night and it was a lot of fun. And I mean, it made me pretty excited because I was like, this everybody had a good time and it was a cool thing. So let's do it again, uh, which we did at Nam 2011. And then I went out with White Snake the rest of the year. And the next Nam came and went. And somewhere in the middle of the 2012, or like let's uh, Bonham's birthday's May 31st. Let's do a Bonzo birthday bash at the House of Blues. 23 drummers. It just kind of kept going. You know, every it snowballed. Six, eight, ten, twelve months. Talk about doing it again, and it's kind of a, I guess, more of a, a it's a, it's a perfect Nam type event. You know, for the Nam Music Convention in right. Anaheim every year, and uh, we we're not we have nothing to do with them. We're not on Nam property or convention property, the convention hall property. Correct. We just we play at different venues around the town, just like like other events that go on around that weekend and stuff. So yeah, that's it. But but it was really yes, it was all about John Bonham and 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 uh, and it was all about the drummer, you know, and all about about us getting together as a group of drummers honoring the mightiest rock drummer ever. But within that or outside of that comes a great house band that all loves Led Zeppelin and fans that come to see the show that might be fans of drummers, but are also fans of the music and and then just fans of a rock show. I mean, it's not a traditional rock show by any stretch. Uh, you know, in between every song, we're kind of improving and we have guest people come up and speak or tell stories or we just we mess around. Hey, throw out some Bonzo Bash T-shirts or the first right. person that guesses some trivia I make up. It's just it's it's definitely loose, you know, as as Led Zeppelin would say, you know, loose but tight. Try to keep it organized, but have fun with it. And we don't, you know, if something has to change in the middle of the show, we we go with it. You know, if uh, some drummer's running late or somebody has a last minute change that has to happen, we, you know, we we work with it. You know, we just keep it fun. And but man, it's it it doesn't get old. You know, it doesn't get old because the shows are never the same. You never know what drummer's going to show up, and it takes a it takes a while to put. Together, just because there are a lot of drummers that want to play, and it, you can never fit everybody in. Uh, so it's you know, that that part of it's a little bit difficult. But yeah, man, it's a, it's just a lot of fun. So it's a, at the Yost Theater Thursday, January twenty fourth during Nam Weekend, Thursday night, January twenty fourth, Bonza Bash at the Yost Theater, and uh, you can get tickets. Just go look on Facebook or Google it or whatever, and you can figure it all out from there. It's really cool that you the way it all started about you trying to focus on the drummer and about not having everybody bring in their own kits and so on and so forth because it really makes it a personal experience for everybody that not only is coming there to see people play their different favorite drummers or their artists or notable people that show up but it's also great for the individual drummers doing it too because Bonham had such a personal relationship with everybody that listened to them so it inspired them in different ways and you really kind of focused on that and really kind of made it that personal oh, well that's cool <laughs> if that's how it comes across great you know it, but it is it, it's a lot of things that I didn't see coming when when we started doing it you know I, I the, 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 the coolest thing for right out the gate was the rehearsals the hang at the rehearsals is the right. best because there's no pressure and you have you know five eight ten drummers all showing at the same time and it's just a great hang and 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 then the show is great, and you know some guys, you know everybody takes it looks at it differently. I know everybody gets on the kit and takes it seriously, but you know some people, you know, you know everybody, somebody get might get their their nerves worked up a little bit more than others, you know. But you know none of us are John Bonham, and, and that doesn't matter, you right. know, because I go up there and I introduce the show. You know, I start the show off and and. I'm excited and I'm pumped up and like the, 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 the kid in me that, that, you know, likes to bash drums, it takes over and I'm not so much, I'm thinking also about entertaining the crowd. We're doing a rock show. We're going right. for it. You know, so it's, it's not like I'm in the studio trying to get the best tone out of the drums and hit properly. It's like, I, I want to, 
You know what I mean? Because there's a whole different world in the studio. You right. know? And you want the drums to sound great, but at the same time, you want to dig into some energy and adrenaline and uh, keep it in control, but at the same time, let loose, you know? So so uh, you just go for it. And and then I, I dig into my my you know my little bit of knowledge of Bonham, and I'm like, you know, when he was younger and he, nobody knew him, he was he was more or less swinging for the fences and a little bit more of a showman um, in a sense of, of just uh, visually and, you know, just delivering volume out of the drums, you know, right. and then when you get get down the road a few years when Zeppelin's the biggest band in the world and Bonham was in the studio recording with Paige and, and all those awesome engineers and getting these amazing tones, I think he learned a lot quickly. And and I think by the time Song Remains the Same came out or when it was recorded, he was playing the drums differently. I mean, there's still thunder when he wanted to deliver thunder. I mean, his sound, you know, in general is thunderous, but he's a, he's a delicate player and he's sensitive and he plays for the song and he plays for the music and 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 you can you can hear it and I remember as a kid seeing seeing him the first the first time I saw a song is the same the movie I was like wow I I can't believe how light he's hitting I just thought you know I've been listening to this record since I was a kid I thought he was just killing the drums it's right. like no he knows how to tune and he knows how to hit and he knows how to use dynamics that's why that's why it sounds how it sounds you right. know and he knows what he's doing and he's a smart drummer and and he's just a musician I mean you listen to him play. Uh, you know, sing backgrounds or, or stuff on, uh, I forget which song it is, and uh, I think Bronyar Stomp. You know what I mean? He's singing backgrounds of plant. He's nailing it. You know? So so there's there's a lot going on with this guy, and it's not just, oh, use big tree trunks for sticks. And it, <laughs> you know, he, he hit like a bear. And right, right. It's, that was, you know what I mean? Yeah, it sounds like that, because you put on the when, when the levee breaks, and there's nothing there's nothing more bombastic than that. But right. it's funky, and it's powerful, and it's groovy. So yeah, man, there's there's so much going on with him. And, and then, you know, we're, we're not, I don't know who, if Everybody listening is a drummer, and, uh, <laughs> but I love this shit because. But if you get up all the way up to Fool in the Rain, you listen to those isolated drum tracks, Fool in the Rain. He, those, those, he is just not hitting hard. He's playing. If anybody knows anything about drums, listen to the hi hats. It's just so delicate and sensitive. But he's got a big bass drum. He knows how to hit a snare. He knows how right. to tune. And it still sounds like this big old Bonham thing happening. But he is not hitting hard. That's why the drums sing the way they sing. You know. You know, it's kind of interesting because the other half of the night this year for Bash Fest is somebody else that you guys are honoring that kind of had a similar playing style you would think that sometimes they come out guns blazing by the way that you would hear it recorded before you actually saw the person play or by the way of you know knowing him and find out that he's a much more gentler person and had a lot more finesse in how he played and that's Randy Rhodes and the other half of the event that night is Randy Rhodes remembered before it had been a separate night but now you guys are combining it into one night on the 24th of January how is that facilitating for you also to kind of blending the two nights together well it was it was actually it was pretty easy because we only had one night we didn't have multiple nights because it's not like we just put a call in and it all comes our way at right. all like there's a lot of shows going on uh there's there's repeating shows like ours there's new shows and there's stuff that's booked you know i mean it could come down to somebody threw down a bunch of money to reserve a venue you know right. it's like so right. they got it back in july you know so stuff like that happens you never really know you, you hear from oh yeah we had a great time with you guys come back next year but then you, you call them to go oh man saturday night's booked we have this we have a wedding or we have a something else it could be whatever <laughs> the logistics and, kick in yeah you know so so we only we only had thursday and at the same time to be honest with you it takes 
it's just it's just it's not that it takes so much time th- th- uh, put together that's well yeah it takes a lot of time the show seems simple i mean it, i guess some people say oh it must be a lot of work it's not like a lot of work it's not like i'm moving a house like i just did right. with my family like you're moving a lot of shit that that's like that's a lot of work it's just a lot of time of paying attention to details and you you got you can't remember what somebody said to you or what text came in you have to you make notes constantly and balance things out and then it, it's just everything's crissing and crossing I've never said right. that before. It makes sense to me. Everything's crisscrossing, crissing and crossing. But uh, so anyways, we had the one night and, and my partner and I were like, do we want to do this again? Like maybe we should give it a year's break because like it's around the holidays and it just takes up all my time right. and it's a lot of responsibility and, and the hang is fun and the show's great, but remembering stuff or forgetting one little thing that throws rehearsals off because one guy can't make it and there's guests showing up on the same song and you have to redo everything. But you can't, it's bad. It just goes on and on. And if you don't take care of it right away, it could become a problem. Right. So I was like, I don't know. But we but we had this one night, and then we were like, okay, why don't we just do one show this year? Forget, forget three shows and all right. this multiple stuff. I'm like, man, I, I want to. I don't know if I want to dig into all that. And then we were like, which one? It's either going to be Randy or Bonzo. And and then we have Bonzo fans writing and drummers writing. Hey, you doing it this year? I'm coming into NAMP. Or you have you know, the Rhodes family or you know Rudy Sarza. They might want to know is this happening this year because they're involved. You know, it's a thing we've been doing. And then we we just simply said, forget it, man. Let's why don't we just do them both? Why don't we just get them both? Instead of having any opening bands, let's start early, put Randy on. Randy's a bit of a tighter show. Right. And and take a little break, close the curtains, get the bottom set up there and, and go for it. You know, I'm, I'm like, you know what, Let, let's do it, man. Let, let's go for it. And, you know, people get, I mean, I don't know many people that completely don't like Ozzy and Randy that only like Zeppelin. I'm sure there's a couple, but, you know, <laughs> hey, you're, you're getting two great shows in one night. And, and that was it. So, so we, uh, We've worked it out. There's there's a lot more logistics to think about and all that stuff. But yeah, there you go. Randy first. Randy Rhodes remembered. And and for anybody who doesn't know any about this anything about this stuff, we, years ago when we were doing Bonzo Bash, we we did have two nights. We didn't have multiple shows, but we had right. two nights. And there were so many drummers that wanted to play. I was like, let's just like break it up, man. Do two nights at Bonzo Bash because the venue at the time that particular year had two available nights. So we had them both on hold. And then we thought about it like that could be Bonzo Overkill. It just could be a bit too much. Let's not do a great show in the next night. There's not as many drummers, right, right. not as well attended. Yeah, maybe maybe we won't, we don't want to do that. And we were going to give the night back to the club. But at the same time, we said to each other, remember when we started this? We were joking around because we're both huge Randy Rhodes fans. We said if we ever did this for a guitar player, it would have to be Randy Rhodes because right. we're both... We both are diehard Randy fans. You know, we grew up on Randy. My partner Joe Sutton actually he saw Randy play, he bought a black Jackson, you know, yeah. because of Randy. And and uh I seventh grade when Blizzard of Oz came out, it just blew me away and, and it made me start playing guitar seriously or more seriously. I wanted to know how to play that stuff. I was already intrigued by guitar. I'd been shown some riffs and chords and licks by by a buddy of mine and my dad even years before, but it it was like kind of it all tied together with Blizzard of Oz. And uh, I tried really hard to learn stuff and I was terrible at it and I didn't know what I was doing, but it was fun. And uh, you know, years later you go through high school, guitar player friend shows you this and that lick, learn some Randy here and there and hearing about Randy Rhodes talking about diminished scales and uh, you know, just music theory, it, 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 it pushed me down the road to learn theory and learn what all these things meant and modes. Like, what, what are modes on guitar? What's, <laughs> I knew a little bit of stuff from taking piano lessons as a kid, but that pushed me to learn more. And, um, yeah, so, so it made total sense to us. Let's do, you know, man, we'll play each song from 
Blizzard and Diary, and we'll get a different guitar player on, on every song. And I right. think that could be a. But we're just mimicking the the you know the um the the Bonza Bash vibe. You know, we're just it, it, we just kind of worked off of that and that template. You know, and uh, put them both together in one night, and and it's it's gonna be killer. You know, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I experienced both shows before in the last couple of years, and I was completely blown away, not only by the vibe that you're talking about. Like, you can really feel it when you walk in the room. It really is a cool atmosphere. Everybody's getting along. Everybody's having a great time. Everybody's there just for the love of music and the partnership and the friendship of the group that's there to see it or to play. But this year, I'm super stoked about it because... I want to see the two different crowds that you would see at either Ranger Roads Remembered and Bonzo Bash combined into one room at the same time. I think it's going to be a very great grouping of people. And obviously the level of talent that's going to be there is insane. There's a lot of rock fans, a lot of music fans in general that are going to show up and just be blown away saying, I can't believe there's this many talented people in one room at the same time. Yeah, you know, and while you're saying that, I'm thinking one of my reservations was my first and prime reservation was I like being in I like being in Randy Rhodes mode. I like my day to where I wake up and I get into the show. It's all Randy, and and yeah, I'm leading up to both shows, you know. But but I mean, I'm such a huge Zeppelin fan, and I've been listening to you know Randy and Bonzo my whole life. So it's not like it's not like I have to change my mode of thinking when these shows get closer. Right. I just you know. You know, you get excited about it. You know, you might, you know, I mean, when these when we start these shows, you kind of start listening to some more Randy bootlegs, and you know, I'm always listening to Zeppelin, so it's like. Right. But I've, I'm the I was I'm the kid who listened to King Biscuit Flower Hour and heard you know when they, the one of their specials one Friday night or whatever was a live Ozzy concert with uh, Tommy Aldridge and Rudy Sarzo and, and Randy and and Ozzy and Don Airy. And just to hear that band live blew me away. And, and I have that bootleg cassette from when I was a kid. And I was just completely blown away by Randy. He's like playing off of his licks, like his studio licks. He would keep some of them, trade some out for other Randy licks. You know, his live solo was just insane. Tommy Aldridge sounded amazing. I mean, he did it. He played those songs his way compared to Lee Kerslake on, uh, on the records. I love both versions. I loved everything about it. So, so I don't have to like dig in to learn stuff. Yeah, if I'm going to play a, a Randy song on guitar, I'm going to spend a little time going back and reviewing it and trying right. to, you know, freshen it all up and 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 play it as best I can. But um, but my reservation was I never had to really put a focus on both in the same night. And right. I, part of me thought maybe that's not enough respect to both to, to either of them, you know, to do that. And I'm like, but we at the time we only had one night, and I don't want to pick. Randy over Bonzo. It's just right. like uh, let's just do them both. I mean, it's just two celebrations to two great musicians who uh, you know inspired a ton of people on on this planet. And in my little world that I live in, it's important to me, and it's important to a lot of people who live in a similar type of world as me. And it's a celebration. And it's great, and and uh, it's a it's a great hang. But I did think, man, I, I like giving the whole night to Randy. I like taking my time with it. I like giving the whole night to Bonzo, taking my time with it. But like I said at the time, we we didn't even know if we wanted to do two separate nights, and we didn't have that option so so there you go and i was like well you know we're going to make it work it's going to be killer we just got to tighten everything up a bit we can't be as free form as we are i can't have as many drummers you have to play every song on blizzard and diary so we will of course and kelly rhodes comes up and, and sings uh, some old quiet riot stuff so right. we, we include that but we're not going to 
do anything that might just take up too much time in the same same with Bonzo Bash. We're going to, you know, tighten it up. But, man, they're long shows to begin with. So it's still <laughs> going to be six hours of stuff. You know, it's a right. lot of stuff happening, you know. People, when they show up, need to be prepared because it does say doors are at 6 and then it's off to the races. It's briefly saying a close time at 2 a.m. People are going to get basically their money's worth for the night. And I'm looking at the ticket cost. You know, standing room only is $40. Mezzanine's 100 If you want to do the full-blown VIP package, which you get all kinds of like merch and posters and t-shirts and all that stuff for 175 Yeah, yeah. I, I also come over and wash your car and cut your lawn. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> really for the most part, if you look at what people spend to go see just three bands, like a, a semi-major headliner, uh, a support act, and then like a local fill band on a national tour, they spend that kind of money. For that kind of money, $40, just to get in the door, to stand around and to socialize with other music fans to see that caliber of people in the room playing and that type of music being played to them is insanely good deal. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is. You can, you know, you can take advantage of how you want. You know, if you're there to, if if these shows, if you dig these shows and the vibe, and you want to, you know, do the whole VIP thing, there's there's that option. And if you just want to grab a ticket and hang out and come and go as you want, you know, there's that. You know, it's a and and that's that's like every year we see which venue we're playing, we see what the layout is, we figure out what we can do, we look at the schedule, you know, and I don't make all those decisions because there's a you know a couple of us that work together to you know behind the scenes to get that together, like resetting up the the websites for the you know the 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 ticket pricing and the seating and and what the VIP stuff is and like you know then we all got to talk about t-shirts and if there's any goodies are there any sponsors coming aboard to you know get their products involved you know it's like it's it just goes on and on and on you know but so but we always end up with something you know kind of cool and unique and and uh and and yeah man it's some people really enjoy it there's i mean i guess at this point i found out that we we have an email list of people that we write to first that are diehards that want to know and right. they want to take advantage of whatever we're offering first and they they come every year and they travel so we let them know hey we're this is what we're doing so here's here's what it is you guys we're going to announce this tomorrow but since you guys have come like every year for how many years this is what you can take advantage of first so if right. you want that front middle seat you know <laughs> you can get it because you guys have been like the loyal customers that are that that mean a lot you know and and it's just it's similar that's that's what makes it a hard call with, with with drummers and guitar players it's like this show is there's there's guys that still play in the show that were in the first show back in 2010 and it it, it meant a lot to me you know to have kenny Aronoff and you know Stephen Perkins you know, to play play the show as be, busy as they are, and you know we're friends, but it wasn't like we were hanging out every day. There were some guys that were my buddies that you know that it was easier to approach, but I, you know, or maybe not easier, but just like more comfortable for me to say, hey, you know, this is going on. But you know, they, these guys, have, you know, I've gotten some of the best emails in the world from from these guys. I mean, I, I love telling the Stephen Perkins story. A few years ago, he walks up, he's backstage. I see him. Hey, Steve, what's up? He's like, hey, and he hands me a bag or a box or something. It was and it was a, a bottle of tequila and he's like bam he goes here man thanks for all you do for the drum community and i was like like he went out of his way right to bring me a gift like come on man you're Stephen perkins and you don't have to do anything except show up and have fun <laughs> right and that's the kind of guy he is but he like i just couldn't believe that he thought prior to the show i'm gonna bring brian something and let him know like it meant, it meant a real lot to me you know and and kenny aronoff has written you know some really not yeah i've gotten tons of emails you know, over the years from guys that have just had a great time and said thanks for keeping it organized and keeping it fun and 
and you're keeping it at low pressure. I don't want anybody to have pressure there. I don't want it to be running around yelling and screaming all stressed out that you're on stage next. Wah, wah, wah. All right. I, you know, even, I just asked that the house band, you know, we all show up and it's a lot of songs for them to learn, man. And it keeps going right up to rehearsals. Oh, this guy changed his song or this guy picked this or this guy just came to the show and he wants this song. It's a lot, man. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a lot to, to expect guys that are busy to come together to play all these songs with a ton of different drummers and, and learn it over the holidays. I mean, we all know what we're doing. Everybody knows most of the songs. It's just you, you, you want to, some guys have requests. We want to start a song this way, end a song this way. There's a lot of stuff to remember, and it's a long show. Um, you know, so so uh, I, I totally appreciate any anybody's involvement from the, the house band and all the way to every drummer that gets involved. And and I and I hope that it's a fun thing. You can stay as long as you want, or you could come and play your song and get out. Some people have to do that. You know, so right. you go, I want to play first. I want to play. I can't come till midnight. You know, there's all this different stuff, and I'm just hoping they show up and they don't have a hassle getting in. You right. know, hope the, the guest list is organized and <laughs> and and when they know when they're going to play. And you know, I just want it to be fun for them. And and it's only one song, so they don't have the huge responsibility of learning a bunch of songs for a Nam Jam type thing. Oh, right. can you learn these six songs for this guy and three songs for this guy? It's just, no, it's one Zeppelin song, and we'll make time for you to rehearse. We have rehearsals days before go go on for two or three days and and we um just want to make it fun just want to make it a fun hang it should that's all it should be for everybody involved and we have to worry about the organization and keeping the stress level low and keeping the <laughs> the pressure level low that's that's on us and and so whenever it you know whenever anything comes up like that i i, tr- I try to quickly not forget that this is my idea and i don't have to do this and i can't let this affect anything else going on in the show. You know, right. you've got to stay behind closed doors and everybody else has to have fun because this stuff, you know, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, you know, kids in a relationship, you know, <laughs> whatever's going on with the parents is like, you know, it's not on the kids, man. The kids, you know, you, you brought them into this, you know right. what I'm saying? Right. You know, whatever's going on, they're your kids, you know, and, and uh, this is my, this is my little, little idea. So, so keep it fun, you know? Well, I appreciate that you and Joe started this and you come up with this great idea to pay homage to somebody that meant so much to you growing up and musical influence. Actually, two people, obviously, with the Bonzo Bash and the Randy Rhodes member. These are two very iconic people in rock history, but let alone music history in general, regardless of the genre and how much it meant to you and how much it meant to other people, other musicians, how much it forged the building blocks of people's musical careers. Uh, Obviously, it's been a labor of love all this time, and you know we'll go back and, and remind everybody it is Bashfest 2019, January 24th, 6 p.m. doors until whenever they kick everybody the hell out of the venue. It's at the Yost Theater, Santa Ana, California, bashfest.us, and there's three options for packages, and I'm sure if anybody needed their car wash, you could probably help them also. Yeah, no problem. Right, right before the show, and just pull it up right to the side of the side of the venue. But check it out because I know we're wrapping it up. That's that sounds like wrap up talk right there. I have to announce one more thing because this is how crazy you are. It was like crazy enough to do them both in the same night, but that was the only option we had. Right. As things develop down at NAM, and because we've played other venues, things change. People hold 
nights. People cancel nights. Things just it happens every year, and we always say, "Let's see what develops." You have something else that's coming. Yeah, uh, were you about to bring that up? I was going to bring it up. It's another night, right? Yes. While we're sitting here, take thinking that's all we're doing. We get a call from another venue that has a, a Saturday night availability. It's not an all night thing. They got something else going on later in the night. Some DJ, whatever stuff. But up to which, and we've done this before. It's at the observatory. They said, "Hey, you guys interested in this?" night you know you don't know why this happens we didn't ask we just like you get you get an email okay that sometimes it happens and they threw this our way friday and saturday night. i'm like okay friday night well basically i don't really know what to do with this little club friday night but my partner there's a there's a lot of local bands that want to play at nam you know and they've opened up these shows for us but we have no time so my partner's like hey i'll, I'll, I'll do something over at this smaller club on friday night but you know some tribute bands you know local bands you know original this and that i'm like cool you know put that all together maybe at the end of the night i'll come up a jam with this judas priest cover band or you know that's it's yeah have some fun with that that's his friday night thing but i'm like joe we can't just make saturday night at the observatory a the, the place where we did the first randy Rhodes remembered the place where we've done many bonds of ashes we can't just make it like a jam saturday night i'm like let's think of something if we're going to do this and that's what happens all of a sudden everything i'm doing becomes you know every every waking moment is all about getting these shows together <laughs> so i'm used to it so i'm like okay i guess if we're going to dive in let's dive in we already have the truck and the gear and the crew and the, everybody's down there we already got the we're gonna have the hotels you know thursday night okay do your thing friday here comes saturday night what are we going to do we start throwing out ideas we've done a thing to the who we've done a thing for rush we've done this and that oh blah, blah, blah. what about this remember we talked about that and i go okay last year we were so close to putting this show on but it just didn't work out we we we're that's nah, gonna be too much we didn't do it i go so i go what do you think about it what do you think about the show he goes yeah i go i think i could do this i think i could put this together i know some people i'd like to work with on the show so we're doing a show saturday night january 26th at the observatory and it is an earlier show it's probably doors at six or something and we're going to start our thing at eight o'clock probably till like 10 30 i think is the latest we can go but it is called if you want bond you got it so it is an all-night celebration for the mighty bond scott which yeah i i was the kid with the eight track of if you want blood you got it that <laughs> their live record <laughs> right. i that was my like learn how to play simple and powerful uh to with phil rudd and i love bond and i love angus i mean a- angus is it's just like if you don't know rock guitar and you're from another planet and you go let's see rock guitar i give you angus young that's that is to me that's the man and i love everything about acdc uh who doesn't and and bond scott just go you know if you haven't just go watch the old bond scott that is a badass front man right there with a badass voice and those are badass songs so I was like, Let, let's go for it, man. I want to put a so so. Here's where we're at. We got a we got a house band. It's myself on drums. Uh, my buddy Robbie Crane. He plays in Black Star Riders. He was in Ratten and, and all that stuff. Uh, Lynch, Bob, Vince Neil. But Robbie's a huge ACDC fan. So he and I are the rhythm section along with Damon Johnson from Brother Kane, Alice Cooper, and and Black Star Riders and Thin Lizzy. That Damon Johnson's on guitar, as is Bruce Watson. Bruce has been playing in Foreigner for the past like seven years. He's a, a great buddy, and Damon and uh, Damon and Bruce together. And those two are buddies because Black Star Riders and Foreigner toured together last year. <laughs> and it's going to be, I can't wait to hear us play together. I'm so psyched to you know do our best to honor ACDC and get a bunch of great singers up there doing their best Bon Scott. So uh, we're about to, uh, you know, yeah, we're digging into that right now, looking for a bunch of get, get, getting singers together. Like I said, Brian, it is a labor of love with you with all this stuff. I, I Do you sleep at all? Do you have any downtime whatsoever? Well, yeah, I, I, I have a wife and kids and, and you know, the 
I'm getting used to because, you know, whenever I'm home, we're waking up early with them, going to school and doing all that. And I love, I I used to love, I love staying up late when nobody's awake. But because of that schedule, you know, when I get all my stuff done through the day and and it's like, you know, 9, 10 o'clock, I don't don't want to do anything. I want to chill out with them, chill out with my wife and, and, and lay low. But because of that, you just kind of burn out a little quicker and and wake up early. Yeah. You know? So I, I yeah I just wake up early before anybody else is up, and I start like getting stuff. I just start knocking stuff out as, as you know in you know in you know a couple hours in the morning, I just go go crazy knocking stuff out, and uh, you know. Um, but I dig it, man. I like waking up. Nobody's around. It's all you know. If I don't have to sit in traffic or anything like that, it's all good in the morning. But but um, no, I mean I I I don't really. I mean sleeping it's it's more the quality of sleep if you can just crash out hard for five hours and if i get six hours hard crash out and not being woken up by, by my dogs or anything like that yeah it's like that that's good then yeah it's all right you know so you think about it if you grew up at one in the morning you sleep till six hours that's 7 a.m that's good man right like eight hours of sleep it's just that's like if you're sick that's like if you're <laughs> jet lagged and burned out on tour i mean that's like when if you're lucky to have a day off you might just like just bam go exactly eight hours but I, no man five is like not that killer six is fine you know brian appreciate you taking the time to talk to us about bash fest and i am seriously looking forward to coming out and watching randy Rhodes remembered bonzo bash and if you want bond you got it i I can't wait to see all of them it's going to be an insane time and i hope everybody else buys tickets shows up has a great time and enjoys every bit of the vibe that you guys have tried to create brian i appreciate the time man thanks thank you very much The Liquid Conversations podcast is brought to you by Dirtbag Clothing. Wear it till it stinks.